Identity and Access Management. How is it evolving? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about Identity and Access Management today with Sam Curry. He's Chief Technology Officer at RSA, the Security Division of EMC. Sam, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You and I have had the opportunity to sit down a number of times over the past few years, but for those who don't know you, tell a little bit about yourself and your role at RSA, please. Uh, absolutely. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm Chief Technology Officer, or CTO. Um, my role is specifically around the identity and data protection products within RSA. So we, we have a, a wide portfolio of products, but you could think of it as anything that helps to bring a greater degree of trust or certainty to identities or to data and to the connection between them. Sam, to start off, let's baseline a little bit and talk about the concept of identity and access management. How different is it today than it was even five years ago? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think, um, I think uh, you know, if you, if you were to go back um, and look at this in the early days, it's all about connecting people with data. It's all about making sure the right people could do the right transactions at the right time. Um, the availability is there, of course, uh, as part of the, the sort of mandate. Um, and um, it was a difficult cha- task at the best of times. The number of systems that had to be connected, the types of infrastructure, and the gradual anonymization of traffic uh, made this a real tra- challenge. But um, I think uh, right around seven or eight years ago, you saw a consolidation of the industry. And I think uh, the biggest change in the last five years has been, uh, well, well, threefold. First, an increase in complexity. Um, uh, sort of it's getting there's more things to connect more people to connect with more data than ever before it's, it's an end-to-end situation the second is that um, the role of the CIO and therefore the, the technology uh, folks under them in security has changed they've gone from being the custodians of IT to being brokers of IT almost on the one hand um, you've got the, uh, the uh, all things cloud you've got the infrastructure moving out of their control and then the final thing is now the devices are moving out of their control as well. So you, you went from owning both where your apps and data were stored and how people accessed it to owning nothing and having to, at a distance, apply IT policies and, by default, security policies as well. So three things. One, complexity. Two, cloud. Three, mobile. Sam, one other thing that strikes me is the desirability. I mean, it's not just the accessibility of data that's key today, but the, the desirability because we find so many organizations losing data uh, that's of a competitive advantage. Uh, it's a, that's a fast, there's a few dimensions to that. It's an absolutely fascinating point. Uh, the first is that it is desirable for us to have data connected in as direct and quick a manner as possible. Um, if you think of um, children learning to write, you see their little faces scrunched up and their hands going white as they grasp with pens. And, and hopefully we can write without thinking about the pen at this point. And you see people hunting and pecking for keys on keyboards. It's really hard. It's five words a minute to write a report. But if, you, uh, if you're an adult and you've been typing your whole life, you don't even think about the keyboard. You have to make the infrastructure and the tools at our disposal invisible so that you can satisfy that desire for the data. Uh, we live in a richer world because our personal and corporate data can be connected in many, many more ways. Data is fluid, um, many more ways than it ever could before. But it's also attractive in a desirability way to the bad guys that um, there's an attractiveness and, frankly, there's far less risk and far greater ease to reach more victims in more ways than ever before by going and taking your, your criminal behavior online. It's easier to hack, you can get more victims, there's less risk, and frankly, you can make more money. So it's incredibly attractive to them. So data is, in so many ways, 
is the goal on the good side and the bad side. It is the it is the the, the sort of golden um, the sort of golden reward, if you will. Um, that desirability is what this is all about. Sam, given the stakes, what do you see as the role of IAM in today's extended enterprise, as you've described it? Well, uh, I think the role of IAM is the same. The tools with which we do it are radically different. The skills that we bring to bear as practitioners is very different. And the role of um, and the, the functionality of the tools that let us determine the policy around who can connect to what, how, and when, that's very different than it's ever been before. Um, so it's sort of like the, the mission has stayed the same. Um, I would imagine much like in the military, you know, the mission used to be defend the kingdom. Um, the mission is still that way. Now in the 21st century, defend the country uh, for the military, but the tools with which we do it and the places we do it are radically different. Um, it's perhaps a poor analogy, but it's the same thing. And the the, the uh, same thing online. And frankly, the, the sort of generations for technology are so much faster online. It's interesting. You said um, how has it changed in the last five years? Uh, in the physical world, we were talking about changes taking place over ten times that that, that number of years. And frankly, um, the generations are getting even shorter. And so um, I would define uh, the IAM practice for companies not by what tools they use today, but how that mission is kept current given the changing landscape as it goes forward. In terms of careers, Sam, what do you see as the biggest identity and access management challenges for security professionals, whether they're in the field today or coming into the field? I think the biggest challenge is how to figure out um, how you're going to do this to a heterogeneous number of computing stacks. So um, it's quite simple to come in in the old days, and I shouldn't trivialize it. It was never simple. It was always a complex problem. But it's fairly straightforward to say, I will come in, we'll create a directory, we'll do some form of provisioning, we'll do some password management, we'll then think about enforcement and access management, we might do some entitlement stuff, we'll think about how to federate other environments. And when we finally wrap our arms around that, you'll be in a good state. Well, now you have to come in and say, well, it's not just for your infrastructure. It's for your virtualized infrastructure. And then it might be your partner's external virtualized infrastructure you have to somehow be able to extend to with burst capacity. And by the way, some of your stuff is running up in, up in the cloud, the likes of uh, Amazon or Azure or Google Apps. Um, and you've got to find a way to bridge all of these with a consistent set of tools for doing governance, how you get your policy out there on how it all behaves. And you've got to read it in, and you better do it in a way that you can report on and do metrics on and show improvements. That's a big task, and then you throw in the complexity of anybody from anywhere on any device coming in. That's really tough. So I, I think um, I think the challenges are uh, staying current, um, and there's a further challenge for security folks in general, which is that their career is splitting in some ways. It's bifurcating. Part of it is going up the stack and becoming more about risk management and more business, and the other half has to become much more technical and more field. There's a convergence of what we call admin functions, right? Network admins, security admins, virtual admins, storage admins. Um, you sort of have to have too broad uh, skill set in order for you to be able to do all of it. So really picking your path among that and where you want your career to go and how you add value doesn't mean just going up in the organization or aiming for the C-suite. Um, there may be a really good and rewarding career, but pick your path carefully. Boy, what you've just described to me, it sounds like what we need is a technologist, someone with some good business skills and maybe some consulting skills as well just to work with this uh, this diverse workplace. Uh, it, it strikes me that today's professionals might be ill-prepared to tackle some of these challenges. What's your take on that? Very much so. Um, I, I think uh, 
I think a lot of them can do some of this, and um, a lot of them feel pressured to learn skill sets that they're not all that comfortable with. You don't have to be the best at all of it. You do, however, have to know how to identify who else is good and potentially complementary, not just from a skill perspective, but also a personality perspective to work with. Um, I think it's much more about effective teams and how you move together and how you build uh, how you build an A team and how you plug into a team to be an A team that is critical. You can get the best people in the world for each function and still not work well as a team. Um, that, that ability to have both a career path through all these different options and to find others who will go with you and you can work with. And you know what? It's strange. You, you tend to see the same people in your career as you go around, um, either because we're limited in geography or um, in, our, in our verticals. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it's important to know how to work very well with others. Your lateral relationships, um, if I can be so bold as to offer advice, will probably be the most important. So figure out what you're good at and figure out how to identify somebody who's complementary in a bigger picture if you're, if you're an individual contributor. And if you have aspirations to management, figure out how to hire better than yourself, how to build an A team rather than just a bunch of A players. Sam, let's talk about some technologies. What do you see as some of the emerging technologies and solutions that really can enhance an enterprise's identity and access management? Well, um, I'm seeing an awful lot around uh, around uh, virtual directories is one. So the ability to, to, to federate uh, a lot of different identity stores. Um, I'm seeing an awful lot come up in standards that is very important for us to, to drive. And I think, um, I think all things cloud, we have yet to see the emergence of the next generation of IAM technology. I'm certainly pushing for it within RSA, but as an industry, we have yet to see the emergence of, uh, of new, truly, um, truly ubiquitous identity uh, and identity platform, and to be able to make those things work together, um, regardless, and work with the old as well as uh, in this brave new world that we're seeing. The, I call them the brave new stacks. Um, I think uh, a lot of that has to bridge the old and the new. You'll often hear people talk about the cloud, and by the way, I, I, the term itself doesn't mean much without an adjective, but um, I think the, uh, the the critical thing here is we have to both, we're all going to live in hybrid environments. We're all going to live with legacy and these, these brave new stacks at the same time. So we have to find a way to embrace it, and we have to find a way to take in stride new changes in technology, because uh, I know Moore's Law and Metcalf's Law and even, even Gilders, who was disproved, um, if there are all of these things are going to are going to increase in complexity, increase in speed, increase in capacity, and people will find new ways of connecting data. We have to make sure they follow, that data follows the right pathways, regardless of where it heads. Now let's talk a bit about some of RSA's customers. What are they doing to improve sure. their approach to identity and access management? Well, a lot of them are 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 questing for that next big leap. And um, in my function as CTO, uh, I'm often asked to sit down and say, "Well, how do I, how do I get to the next, um, the next generation of technology?" Uh, and where we're pushing is, um, is thinking about it in terms of intelligence-driven. Uh, and te- by intelligence, I mean several different types of intelligence, both literal context that you bring in, features. Uh, don't think of it as features. Think of it as, uh, as um, feeds around. Uh, how someone is trying to connect, what is around them, where are they physically, uh, what have they done before, what devices have they been on before, um, and to not think in terms of binary, do I trust you or not. It's it's to what degree do I trust you to do the thing that you're doing. So moving away from things like episodic or periodic uh, authentication to continual authentication, um, this notion of situational awareness, um, and that's where we're driving a lot of our products, but frankly, um, it's going to 
it's going to depend on us being able to work with a lot of third parties, everything from the handset providers to telcos to new platform providers, new applications, um, being able to instrument the right things in the right way with respect for privacy to give you the right how much you trust someone in this instance to access a certain type of information, very contextual, and to be able to then revoke that when it needs to be revoked and secure it for that person. Sam, we've talked about a lot today. If you were to boil it down, what advice would you give to organizations on how they can better understand and respond to today's identity and access management challenges? Well, I think the best advice I can give is that you'll hear an awful lot about a lot of hype. There'll be a lot of fashions that come and go. There's a probably hype cycles galore out there. Um, really sit down and have a dialogue with the business. Um, improve the way that you talk to the business. Make sure the C-suite understands what you're trying to do and how it can serve the business. And then evaluate all those all those those fashionable things and ask yourself, do we really need this? If so, push for it. Make sure it's strategic and go for it. If not, it probably should be on the back burner. Focus on a few big things that are going to enable you to get the identity management out of the way, the access management out of the way. In fact, think about it as trying to create a platform that is completely transparent to the business and yet its value is perceived by the business. So uh, number one thing, get that dialogue going and focus on what matters. Ignore the noise. Very good. Sam, thanks so much for your time and your insight today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We've been talking about identity and access management, and Mm -hmm. I've been talking with Sam Curry, CTO with RSA, the security division of EMC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.